From News Chopper 11, hovering just outside the Crab Nebula, it's Nerd News from Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh, not in theaters, Schaefer. <laughs> Queen Bee. And Bex. Uh, well, today, we are going to be doing our customary monthly nerd news update. And I think the big news that we all need to discuss is the fact that the theater business is dying. Mm-hmm. Regal just closed all their cinemas. They did, for an indeterminate amount of time, which, depending upon how their business is doing and how much cash reserves they have, may be forever. Yep. Yeah. Might be an infinite yeah. closure. Yeah. Which yeah. sucks, because I really like, like, uh, I like Regal cinemas. Yeah, I don't hate they them. They still have the, they have that old school feel still, like, I like AMC, but um, Regal just has that, I don't know, the 90s feel that I appreciate. From growing up. That, yeah. that, that retro vibe. Yeah. 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 But I mean, if 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 Regal is shutting down, I kind of feel like AMC is not far behind, especially with the fact that James Bond is no longer coming out this year. Uh, Soul, the Disney Pixar movie, is going straight to streaming. The rumors mm-hmm. are saying that Wonder Woman is going to go straight going to streaming. streaming. Yeah. And Batman, which was supposed to come out in 2021, has just been pushed back to 2022 now. Yeah, well, and then uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, I think, went to streaming first and it did so well. Mulan, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mulan did, and Disney did really well with that. That's why they're pushing Soul over. And as you touched upon, Bill and Ted, uh, which did so fantastically well, they're already looking at doing a spinoff with the the Bill and Ted daughters, and then maybe coming back and doing hmm. another sequel with the two guys. Like, yeah, damn, yeah. Like, it did that well, apparently. Which, I mean, doesn't have to do that well when you're talking about a mid-budget movie, you know? Yeah. I didn't know about the sequel, so that either. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I read an article about that, so. But nice. yeah, so, I mean, I, I want to see Wonder Woman. I guess I kind of want to see Batman. I don't know. Like, I have enough Batman movies in my, my collection at this point. But, like... Yeah, I'm batman out, honestly. Yeah. He's always... He's constantly brought back. Like, give us some other characters. But I want to see the new Wonder Woman, because the first Wonder Woman was great, and the trailers have looked fantastic. But, I mean, if it goes straight to uh, straight to home video for that, and I watch on, like, HBO Max or something, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. But I'm you have lazy. To- going out i know right that honestly that was a huge godsend for bill and ted 20 bucks was the right amount of money for me and becky to just watch that at home and enjoy it and not stress about it 30 dollars from mulan feels like price gouging yeah that's a little but still like if i went to see the mulan in theaters Mm -hmm. like that's easily probably a 50 dollars, 60 dollars trip so because of your kids yeah yeah well and you know snacks and all that junk yeah i mean i get it it, it still doesn't seem bad in comparison to actually going out for it. But at the same time, like, there's there's a price for a DVD. And if you price your video that I'm only going to be able to watch for a limited amount of time, and then it's no longer mine, as more expensive than a DVD, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on DVD. Yeah, yeah I feel the same way. Yeah. And that, that's... It's a little depressing because with the whole theater experience, I mean, for most of my life, that was date night. So mm-hmm. now it's like, I mean, I know we're in COVID and everything, but I was looking forward to actually going back to theaters when everything was safe. And now it, it they're not going to be there when, when you're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a problem right there. But I don't see how you get around it. I think 
if, if we're being honest about it, I feel like at least for a little while, even after COVID is over, theaters are going to be kind of like vinyl and CDs and cassette tapes. They're this thing that some people really care about, but it's much more of a niche industry, and most of the industry is really going to just move on to online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, once the companies realize they can each have their own streaming portal up, they can sell the movie through that and Amazon and uh, Apple as well. And they can just ignore the theater experience and probably recoup more of their money because theaters require like 50% or more of the profits depending upon what, what week it's out. Whereas like the studio just owns the streaming service as it's on its own. So even if they don't make as much money, they're going to make more money like net afterwards. Like I think at a certain point, they're all going to be sitting there going, why are we releasing movies in theaters anyway? What's the deal? Yeah, I mean, it's nostalgia at this point, but I mean, like, you know, two of the biggest companies already have streaming services. Like, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers has HBO and Disney has Disney Plus. Universal has the Peacock as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Universal has Peacock. Yeah. And with Disney buying Fox, you have to sit there going, well, who's left? Well, Sony. And, yeah. like, their PlayStation Online service died, but at a certain point, Sony's either going to, like, get the, their film production studio is going to get bought up by someone else. Or they're going to just buy someone else, and then suddenly they'll have a streaming service at that point. I, well, I think Sony's going to get purchased, and most likely by Disney. I, I think Netflix might, or or uh, Google might buy Sony up because... Yeah, I can I mean, see that. Funny though, like uh, Karate Kid, for example, was uh, a Sony-produced... Yeah. Sorry, Cobra Kai was yeah. a Sony-produced television program <laughs> that was on YouTube. Like, one thing I could see, Google could do it. I could see uh, Netflix buying them, because Netflix likes to own IP, too. Uh, but the other company I could see buying just the theater side of it. Like, because, you know, it's Disney buying them would be a major monopoly issue. But Nintendo mm-hmm. buying just the theater side of it for the IP, because Nintendo does like owning IP as well. It's a little outside their wheelhouse, but I could see it being a first step for them, because they are slowly getting into making movies again. Nintendo actually has an agreement with Disney. Well, Nintendo will make an agreement with anyone. It's the same thing with Marvel. You'll make an agreement until it's like something better comes along. But there was there was a time where they were talking about like Apple buying Nintendo or Nintendo buying Apple. I would like I would be interested in Nintendo buying Sony's film production side of things as a Fair And then they'd be the ones to own the Spider-Man IP. Ha ha. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, also, like, Apple might be a player for the Sony rights, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Even though um, I'm never, ever getting their streaming service. No, me neither. No, no. And I could see maybe Amazon. Amazon's rich enough to pull that off. But yeah. I think Disney, like, there's if they buy Sony, that might be touching on a monopoly. Yeah, they, they, what they want, I would but, see, I could see Disney spending two or three billion to buy the Spider-Man license mm-hmm. only back if Sony yes. ever plays hardball again. I don't think they care about the rest of what Sony has to produce, though. No. No. They just want Spider-Man back so they can control the entire Marvel stable in-house. But that's depressing when you really think about it, because, uh, B, as you said, I really love nope. just going... I agree. Correct. I really just love going to theaters. Like, the the, the seeing this movie on the big screen... I, like, my 50-inch TV at home is fine, but it's not the same as going and seeing a movie or on the IMAX or something. There's a, there's a part of the experience, the big blast-in-your-face theater, theater experience that will be missing at home. Yeah. yeah. I, I would not be surprised if home theaters have, have kind of um, 
become a, a major thing now. I mean, they were, they're up and coming. Mm. They always have been yeah. like those people who can afford to put a, a major theater room in their home somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I can see people doing that, but I think uh, people are not just going to lean towards TVs, but I think they're going to start uh, going to the bigger screens that you literally need to hang on a wall. Projections. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, and I, I, not to name any specific group that's doing this, but I do know that the, the, the pre Thanksgiving sales, the post Thanksgiving sales and all of those that are going to be coming on this year, they're already talking about like 70 inch flat screen, 4k TVs for 700 bucks. So like, yeah, the whole size of it and everything else, the theater experience is going in house one way or another, however you set it up, whatever you do it. And at that point, people are gonna be like, why am I going to theaters? Like exactly. Yeah, like well, everyone. I make money every time I go out. Just yeah. do it at home. Yeah. Yeah. And projections or projection systems aren't too much because I had one mm-hmm. about ten years ago that I bought for like fifteen hundred dollars, and that same quality of model is probably half that cost now. Yeah. And you know, all you need is a white wall and a power strip, and that's it. But. I mean, I, I think B's right though that I think we're going to get a or see a, a influx of home theaters. Yeah, and I think it's going to be more affordable since more people like technology is not that expensive anymore. Um, so I think we're going to see more of that. Uh, one thing that COVID has done has made people realize that they need homes that that they need to be comfortable in for a long mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the apartment um, uh, business is is not booming right now. A uh, single family home business is. So investors who might actually listen to this, if you if you want to make money, start buying single family homes with some kind of square footage. Mm-hmm. But since you mentioned COVID, and of course that's the whole reason why the theaters are basically dying at this point, they were on feeble legs to begin with and one bad break in this case the pandemic basically sent them spiraling because studios for a while just going why are we doing it this way this is how we've always done it but this seems this is starting to seem silly but with covid like covid's done a lot but covid is as bad as it is in this country the united states of america all because of our president Go mm-hmm. ahead, shit on him for a few minutes. No, it's fine. I mean, that was pretty much uh, what I was going to say. Uh, I mean, he's done a shitty-ass job, and, you know, the polling and people's opinions of him are showing that. And then, of course, he then got COVID and refuses to acknowledge he has COVID and is still contagious and is continuing to wander around spreading it to everyone within his, his like, circle and refuses to wear a mask and hates it when people around him wear a mask. And you're just sitting there going... Okay, typhoid Mary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. No. Um, uh, but that brings us to the next thing, since you've you've pointed on politics. Um, voting is coming up soon, November second, National Day to Vote. So make mm-hmm. sure that you guys do. I think early voting is open in like half the states if you can. And Becky and I tried to go and vote, and uh, it was like a four hour line. In, what in, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we saw it and then we're like, nope, because it, it wasn't 
just wrapped around halfway the city county building, but was starting to loop back on itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they have, have um, they have gates yeah. and stuff set up to like like uh, marquee line the people through, and it was back and forth on itself a couple times. Wasn't really moving, and people were pressed together in it. So then it's a COVID risk as well. Yeah, I had a couple of friends that on Facebook that went there, and they were there for five hours. Yeah, and same. at one point, the line was a mile long. Marion County here in, in Indianapolis area is promising that all the polling stations that they traditionally have open will be open. So, I mean, there's a problem that's sitting there going, yeah, that Tuesday, I might, of election day, I might just go vote then. You show up around 10 o'clock in the morning, and even if the line is four, four hours long then, at least you'll get through it eventually. And if you have the day off, you have the day off, you don't care about it. Well, you yeah. have the day off. I have work to do. No, you don't. We did mail, we did mail out or mail-in ballots. Did you actually get mail-in ballots? Because uh, they yeah. weren't doing that for the general election, only the primaries. Yeah. Too lucky. Or, well, they, they were doing it, but it's like you had to have a legitimate excuse, at least back when I was looking at it. I don't know yeah. if they changed that. You you did have to have a legitimate excuse, and you know how we feel about lying, Mike. I know. Yeah, I'm like, they're like, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, if you're out of town that day, that's fine. But I'm like, that sounds like effort. I don't want to leave I need, I, I need a mail-in ballot. I'm suffering from a case of Ricola. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what excuse that or that I put down. <laughs> I can't remember, but like, I, I think, I think I said it was because it was like a free form, and I said COVID, and. I wasn't expecting to get anything. I just did it just to see if I would, and then I did. Dude, so I, was I like, wish huh. I thought of that. Yeah, yeah. sorry. We're just too honest. That's the because, problem. Because it happened before, because Holcomb said like a few weeks after I Josette and I filled out the forms, he was like, you can't use COVID as an excuse. I was like, oh, well, it looks like we're going to vote on November 3rd. And yeah. uh, well, if you were lucky, just... you probably got your form in early enough that they didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got him in the mail, and I was like, "Is this a trick?" So, and it's an easy way to to sh- get myself off of uh, all these stupid polling things that keep calling and texting me. True. Uh, it's like I'm just like I already voted. So, has anybody seen another thing that kind of ties into politics? Just because it happens to be the United States Post Office, has anybody seen the uh, commercial with uh, Wayne Knight as Newman? Yes. <laughs> no, yes, yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a a new commercial out there with Newman basically defending the uh, the post office. So you should watch it. It's pretty damn funny. Oh, that sounds amazing. Newman, uh, I'm surprised they didn't get um, Cliff from. Uh, cheers to do it as well, since he was also a postman. Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He plays the pig in all the Toy Story movies. Okay. Aww. <laughs> I feel like he was doing something else too recently. Yeah, what else, what else are we talking about uh, with regards to nerdy news? I mean, politics was the only other thing I had. We had the the presidential debates, which were a clusterfuck. And mm. then we had the vice presidential ones that no one really seemed to care about because not a whole lot was said. Like, it's good to know, learn more about Harris if you didn't already know who she was. She presented herself well. Pence did exactly what Pence does, which was be an animate plank of meat to spouts off what the president wants him to spout off. Uh, and that's really about it. 
like, and then there was a fly that apparently everyone cared about more than they cared about. Right. That was the most interesting part of the vice president debate. Mm -hmm. The thing is, if you're going to talk over and you're not actually going to answer questions, why are we debating anything? And if you don't already know who you're voting for, then you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Pardon my. Yeah, there are. There are still undecideds, which makes absolutely no sense. I know. How? How? How can you not decided? I know. I know. But that is a problem that the president and his whole campaign is facing right now is that there's not as many undecideds this time around as there were last election uh, against Clinton. And a lot of people are not for him at this point. And the president did not change the the story or the perspective on his campaign for the first debate. And the vice president did absolutely nothing to change the story in the second debate, and now we're not even getting a third one. So you're sitting there going, what is the president's strategy? How does he expect to win? Oh, he doesn't expect to win. He expects not to leave. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the, There is a saying in polling, and I get this from uh, Electoral Vote, which is a fantastic website, and I read it daily because they're so good. I've been reading them since they basically opened in 2004 for the Kerry election, mm-hmm. uh, the Bush Kerry, and it's such a great website, so informative. Uh, spoiler. Uh, but the, <laughs> the they have a saying, which is the God let it be a landslide. Because, you know, if it's a landslide for electoral votes then there's really nothing Trump can do because it's just going to get certified. He can complain, some of his people will riot, but the Senate and the House are going to certify it, and that's that. I mean, I can understand why Kentucky still has Mitch McConnell. I get it. Because (laughs) they're they're too stupid to actually get him him. out of office. And they deserve him. If you're going to be that stupid, you guys deserve him. However... If you guys decide to grow a brain between now and November, get him out too. Get out anybody who isn't going to help you yeah. have a better life. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, I, I do know a handful of Republicans who don't think like morons, but for the majority of Democrats, or not Democrats, Republicans that I do know of, because I'm no longer friends with them, <laughs> um, <laughs> get your head out of your ass and start figuring that if you don't save the earth, you're not going to have a place to live. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could get, I'll get get off my soapbox. You know, I never used to be into politics. Thanks Hillary Clinton for dragging me in this four years ago. (laughs) I, I mean, we could certainly go on and on about the topic like this, but it does seem like, you know, we'd just be beating a dead horse at this point. So let's move on to a few other lighter subjects before we end our nerd news for the day. Uh, it occurs to me that over the last month or so, two video games have spontaneously sprung up and caught everyone's, like, uh, attention and become, like, runaway hits. And they're both, in some respects, kind of similar as far as the genre they're playing in. I'm talking, of course, about Fall Guys and Among Us. Uh, I played both of those games. And your thoughts? So Fall Guys is the most frustrating game that I've ever played in my life. Yes, I agree with you um, on that. Like, it's fun, but I just it, it's one of those things I can play a couple of rounds. I'm like, I'm done with getting my ass kicked for a couple minutes. Yeah, I'm done with um, having griefers throw me off a stage because they think it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of buggy. Like, yeah. like, so, like I don't like 
you know, how I'm like, oh, I'm in first place. And all of a sudden I just fall through the map and I'm, I'm disqualified. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I've seen a, a couple people bitch about the fact that they're in the championship round of the game, running towards the crown to collect it so they win. And even though they touch it first, the game has like a timing glitch, skips 10 oh, yeah. seconds and suddenly they lose and someone who is nowhere near them wins. Yeah, that's yeah. happened to me a couple of times too. Yeah. So And I yeah. play on I play everything on or I play that on PlayStation. Okay. But but Among Us though, that game is amazing. And I love the story because it's like a two year old game. Uh-huh. And like two or three dudes just created it and you know, they had a handful of players and all of a sudden like overnight, you know, there's like thousands and thousands of people playing it. I think it was one of Steam's top downloads and yeah. um it's yes. available on a on uh, mobile devices now, which is, can cross play with the computer game. Nice. Um, and it's a good time. If you're, if you're playing with people, I have found like, uh, if you just play with random people, it, it gets a little, uh, not fun. Well, now that I know you play, I should bring you into the group that, uh, regularly plays with me. Cause that would be a lot of fun. It's the game is essentially, and I said this in my review of it on the website, it is essentially, are you a werewolf, but with more to do? Yes. Yeah. You go on, you know that there's a traitor or two, or if you want to use the old game's parlance, the card game, a werewolf or two. And you run around and you're trying to do tasks to save the ship before it explodes or whatever it's going to happen. There's not a lot of story to the game. But as you're doing it, you have to keep an eye out for the fact that someone could be the traitor. And they'll kill you mm-hmm. and they'll try and sabotage the ship. It's like the fact that they can put in sabotaging to make you run over the place to try and stop the ship from exploding makes the game feel much more frenetic than like are you a werewolf or are you the traitor or any of those were yeah yeah because, well, because like are you a werewolf like i love that game it's one of my favorite party games uh-huh but it's it's largely just guessing uh-huh. you know it's, and there's not a lot of detective work it's just like you just kind of make blind accusations and that's it. I mean, there's a little bit more nuance to it, but yeah. Um, but with Among Us, it's it's literally like you have no idea, and uh-huh. um, I mean, sometimes it's it's obvious, but I've seen games where like I've literally watched someone kill someone, and it got to a point where somehow I like everyone was convinced that I did it. You know, <laughs> so. I've I've had that happen. I killed someone, and as someone else was turning a corner. And then, like, I ran away, and he's like, oh my god, I found the body! And he's, and, or he saw me running away from the body or something, and he's like, you did it, I could tell because you were in the room. I'm like, no, no, I didn't see the body. I came out, came around from the other direction, and oh, the fact that you're saying there was a body there, I'm wondering if maybe you double-clicked and you reported your own body. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that can be fun. Playing the traitor can be a lot of fun. I like the fact that as the human, like the regular people, you're like doing tasks and have little mini games to do because it makes the whole experience more involved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't play video games, which mm-hmm. most people know about me. But the one do I that I I play like five video games, <laughs> and and one of the ones that I do play is Left for Dead, and I hear that they're coming out with a, 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 a an update. Came out is with that- yeah, that is news. Thank you for that. Uh, reminds me, I just played like last week or the week before with a group of them. They came out with a massive free expansion pack on Steam. And the game itself was only $2 at one point on Steam, uh, which was fantastic. So I picked it up again, you know, bought the game for the third time. Um, yep. But it's Left 4 Dead 2 specifically. And what they did was they basically let the fans of the games who've been modding the game for the last 10 years while Valve hasn't been doing anything with the series uh, create a bunch of packs 
a bunch of expansions and everything, and they just collected all of it together for free. So it ports all the original maps with all the characters and all the voice work over to the new game. Uh, so you can play all the original missions plus all the second game's missions, and then dumps a ton of new campaigns and battle maps into it as well for you to play even more. And it's hella fun to get back into that game, because despite the fact that that game is, what, 10, 15 years old at this point, it mm -hmm. really hasn't aged all that poorly. It's just, it's still a lot of fun to play. Hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I like that game. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get you to play that with me, too. Okay. That'd be a good time. Josh. <laughs> what, else, what, else, what else do we have for nerd news? Gaming news is a little sparse beyond that. The, I know that they're working on another Spider-Man game to follow up on the Spider-Man game for the PS4 that I still need to play. And this one is going to be Miles Morales, but more or less the same game as the previous one. Which, if you care about the PS5, is something that probably matters, but I don't. Yeah. And uh, there's the Gotham Knights. Oh, uh, have you seen the trailer for that? No, apparently oh. no one else has. Okay, so go check it out. Gotham Knights is essentially... So Batman dies, uh, and he leaves a message to his four successors, Nightwing, uh, Red Hood, Damian Wayne Robin, and Batgirl, that they sh they're supposed to take up the mantle for him. So it's basically like a four-player co-op kind of Borderlands meets the Arkham Asylum games. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. The trailer is hot. The trailer is hella hot. It's mostly cinematic footage, but it looks really nice. And, I mean, it's Batman plus Borderlands. How can you say no? <laughs> I, I, I could say no all the time. Because I'm super boring. Okay. I know. One of the video games you regularly play is Stardew Valley, which I can't argue with. I love Stardew Valley. <laughs> hey, you know, I've, I've only been playing for, what, a month now, and and uh, my 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 ranch is Buzzy Ranch, and it has 105 beehives. <laughs> it took me a long time to get there, man. Yeah, that's a lot of honey you're collecting on the regular. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and I'm not done building, baby. And then winter comes, and you make, like, no money. <laughs> I have trees, too. It's bees and trees, babe. There you go. Bees we got anything else? Anything else we want to talk about? Any other video games or movies or books or whatever coming out? No, I don't got anything else. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, then at that point, I guess it was politics and theaters and a little bit of video games. Then <laughs> this has been Nerd News with Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein. I'm Josh Schaefer. I'm Queen B. And I'm Bex. And we will see you next time.